Elementary music teacher friend, you love what you do, but you might feel unappreciated and, in fact, unseen some days. You may even feel like you're on a music teacher island and just want to connect with other music teachers who can relate to both your struggles and wins when it comes to teaching elementary music. I get you and understand completely the feelings you're having. That's why each and every week, the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast will provide you with solo and guest episodes that will help you realize you're not alone in your music teaching journey. Throughout each episode, my goal is for you to be able to walk away with actionable steps and ideas to help you feel like you're ready to take on the new week with whatever challenges may be thrown your way. Hi, I'm your host, Jessica Peresta, and I'm so glad you're here. Whether you're at home, in your car, in the shower, or wherever else you're listening, grab your cup of coffee or whatever other beverage is nearby and listen in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Hey, before we dive in with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something coming up next week. Specifically next Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, the 27th through the 29th of April at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 7.30 p.m. Central Time, I will be hosting a book club for my book, Make a Note, What You Really Need to Know About Teaching Elementary Music. This book came out this summer and it has been super exciting being able to share my work with you guys and to be able to inspire you with the words on the pages. With that said, I've had it on my heart for a while now to be able to invite you to come and join me to talk about not just the book, but how to apply what you read to your actual teaching and home life. So if that's something that you're interested in, I would love for you to join us. Maybe you're listening to this and you're like, I haven't even read the book. I have, this is the first time I've ever heard you mention a book. (laughs) So that's okay. Even if you haven't read the book, you haven't purchased the book, please come join us because you'll still be able to definitely engage in the conversations. This is completely free. Something I've just wanted to do that's been on my heart to be able to engage with music teachers. And so if you want to join us, simply go to subscribepage.com forward slash make a note book club. And in the show notes, you will see a link to sign up there as well. So I want you to come, even if you can't make it all three nights, if you can only come one night, if you can only come a portion of the night, then please still sign up so you get notified about what's going on each of those days. And we'll be covering different chapters of the book all three nights as well. So I hope you can make it. If you have any questions at all, please just let me know. And I cannot wait to see you there. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Today's episode is about making music education inclusive for all students. Notice I said the word all. This podcast episode has a blog post that goes right along with it, and you can find that in the show notes. And inside of that blog post, there are also other blog posts that are mentioned as well that will give you more insights and information and things that you can read. And throughout this podcast episode, I'm going to mention other podcast episodes on this podcast that you can listen to or re-listen to to give you even more support as well. So let's start by talking about what the word inclusive means. Now, with any word, if you Google it or look it up in a dictionary, it will have several definitions. 
But when I looked up the word inclusive, I love the definition I found because it is, it's exactly what I'm aiming to talk about in today's episode. So inclusive means aiming to provide equal access to opportunities and resources for people who might otherwise be excluded or marginalized, such as those having physical or mental disabilities or belonging to other minority groups. So as you see from this definition, inclusive includes a lot of different, I think about like a spider web. So a lot of different directions this word goes, but it's important to include all of those different parts of the web to make your music classroom inclusive for all students. Every student can and should and I guess I could go even further by saying will, have the opportunity to receive a quality music education. There really are no ifs, ands, or buts about it, but unfortunately, some kids aren't getting the same opportunities to learn music for a variety of reasons. And so we're going to explore why making music education inclusive for all students is important and how you can go about doing that. The first thing we're going to talk about is to remember the diversity of your students. I want you to think about your particular students you teach. Your students, all the way from, let's say you teach pre-K through sixth grade. Of course, there's going to be variances among that. So some of you teach K through second. Some of you just teach upper elementary, third to fifth, or third through sixth. And some teach K to five. Whatever the age groups of your students I want you to think about the diversity you see. And let's talk about that. What does that mean? Diversity is about, of course, the cultures and the skin colors of the students in your classroom. It's also, though, about diversity means their gender, age, socioeconomic status, identity, and so much more. So diversity, just like the word inclusive, can have a lot of different directions that it can go. Making music education inclusive for all students means to know and respect the diversity of every student, class, grade level, and school you teach at. Now, I included class in there because just like every student is different, every class that you teach, we've talked about this on this podcast before, if you have six fifth grade classes, you're not going to be able to do everything like a cookie cutter approach with every single fifth grade class. Why? Because the dynamics and the diversity of the students in that particular class are going to be different. They're not going to look the same. So it's important to get to know that. And that goes back to classroom management and relationship building. So I'm going to give you a few podcast episodes, like I said, as we go throughout this episode that you can go back and listen to. So all the way back in episode five of this podcast, I did talk about classroom management. And inside of that podcast episode, I talk a little bit about building relationships with your students. Also, episode 15, we talk about making your students feel welcome. So that's important as well. And then um, in 30, episode 35, I talk about forming a sense of community with your students. So those three episodes will definitely help you when it comes to building relationships and getting to know your students well. So I also want to say that the diversity of your students won't look the same as any other teacher, any other school. And it's, that's why it's so important to truly know the students you work with. I've mentioned this before, and I'm going to keep saying it over and over because I think it's important to continue talking about. If you're at a professional development opportunity, the presenters are doing amazing work, bringing you songs and activities and lessons to do with your kiddos. But here's the thing. 
They don't know your students. And when I started realizing that, when I would go, you know, to an all-day workshop or whatever it might be and take these ideas and I would try to do it exactly the way it was taught to me to do with my students, it did not go well. Why? I had to sit down and really look at this activity or lesson or song or whatever it might be and say, this will not work with this particular class or this particular grade level or with any of my students. What can I do to adapt it and modify it to make it work? Do I need to change the song completely, but do the activity in the, you know, the particular objectives that they told me I could do with it? Can I do this song, but maybe I need to change it up a little bit so my students are doing something else to it? And that goes back to knowing your students, the diversity of the students you teach and what is going to be effective in teaching them. But when you are in your own classroom, look at the music you're teaching already before you even think about adding anything new in. What are you teaching right now? What are the songs and activities you've already planned? Is it diverse enough? And none of this that I'm saying today is to make you feel like hard on yourself or to be like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing it a great job. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. I will never do anything but encourage you on this podcast because I truly believe that if you're trying and you're making an effort, that's going to go a long way. And there are no perfect teachers. And if someone you meet says they're doing a perfect job, please introduce them to me because I want to meet them, okay? But I want you to look at the music you're teaching. Maybe you don't need to like reinvent the wheel completely. Maybe you just need to take out one piece and replace it with something else. What's on your wall? Do the kids, the students in your class, are they able to see themselves by what you have on your wall? Maybe you're teaching virtually. Are they able to see yourself, see themselves, excuse me, by what maybe let's use Google Classroom as an example. Are they able to see themselves in your Google Classroom by what you have posted, by maybe the books you have for them to choose to read virtually on your virtual bookshelf or whatever it might be. So that also goes back to what books are you reading to your students or what books do you have in your classroom for them to read and what activities are you choosing to do with them? So thinking about all these things are so important because every child, like I said earlier, needs to be seen, needs to be heard, and needs to feel loved and valued. It's so important. So episode 114 of the podcast, if you have not listened to it yet, is with Darlene Mashakone, and she talks about creating engaging content for your students. So if you feel stuck with how do I create engaging content, how do I know what to create, that is an amazing episode to go back and listen to. And also, episode 116 is with um, Carissa Duncanson, and she talks about inclusion in literature. So she gives some great tips and strategies for choosing literature in books for your students. All right, so let's keep going. The next thing I want to talk about is focus on each child's different abilities. I want you to notice I didn't say to focus on your students' disabilities right? I said their abilities because every child has different abilities, things they're good at. Yes, some struggle with areas more than others. But for me, I'll use an example of my own life. My oldest son has autism. And some of you may or may not have heard me say that before, but I'm telling you, even though he struggles in certain areas, he is so smart in other areas and like see these details that nobody else can see. And so that's an ability. So look at these children and find abilities that they are, what what are they good at? Where are their, what are their strong suits? And that goes back to getting to know the diversity of the students in your classroom and forming relationships. So there's going to be students you teach music to who do learn differently than their peers, but they still can learn music. 
And if you go read that blog post I talked about that goes hand in hand with this episode, I do link to a, a blog post about teaching music to kids who have autism. And then there's also blog posts I've written back years ago about teaching music to kids with different abilities. So be be on the lookout for that on my website, thedomesticmusician.com. But there will be students on IEPs, 404, I'm sorry, excuse me, 504 plans, sorry, um, behavior plans and any other type of plan. There's so many different plans now and modifications going on in schools, but every student can still learn music. There are students who have a physical impairment, but they can still learn music. Every single child you get the opportunity to teach music to needs to feel valued, loved, and included in the music room. So if you need help on how to accommodate, modify, or adapt a lesson for a certain student, don't feel embarrassed by asking for help from their classroom teacher or another trusted colleague or mentor. Here's the deal. We're not perfect. I said that at the very beginning of this episode, right? Everybody has different strengths and um, different things that you're good at or things that you feel successful at. And they're there's going to be other things where it doesn't mean you are not good at it. It just means you might need a little bit more help with a certain area than others. And there's nothing wrong with that. The way you grow as a teacher and the way you get the help you need is by simply asking. And so don't be afraid to just say, hey, I noticed this child's struggling or they're just I I can tell I need another strategy in how to work with them. Do you have any tips or ideas in how to do that? And the teacher, I mean, nine times out of 10, and I don't know the teachers at your school, that they would love to give you advice and tips or go ask the resource teacher that this child goes to or their speech therapist or their behavior therapist or whatever. Ask around and get the help you need. So speaking of children with different abilities, there's two podcast episodes that are amazing that will really give you ideas and strategies for how to help the kiddos in your classroom. The first one is episode 73. It's adaptive adaptive music education. And this is with Kelly Surrett. And then episode 74 with Bryson Tarbett, he talks about working with special learners in the music room. So if you need more strategies and help with those areas, please go listen to those podcast episodes and it will really help you too. The next section we're going to talk about is know the community you teach in. So this is perfect for this episode about making music education inclusive for all students, because how can you make make music education inclusive for the students at your school if you don't really know the community they come from? Have you taken the time to get to know the community you teach in? Without really knowing where your students live, what their environment is like, what kind of music they enjoy listening to, what the neighborhoods are like around you, or if the community values the arts, you won't really know how to go about making music education inclusive for all students in your music classroom. Episode 147 is the latest episode right before this one with Casey Hall, where he talks about culturally relevant music education. And so that goes hand in hand with what I'm talking about right now, really getting to know your students. Where do they come from? How do you make your classroom culturally relevant and inclusive for all students? When I taught in Tulsa, Oklahoma, I remember learning about the rich history of jazz, how my students loved, I'm putting in quotation marks here, church music is what my students would call it, and about hip hop being a huge musical genre that was important to my students. If I hadn't taken the time to really get to know about this, I just would have never known. But getting to know where they came from, what their community was like, what do they value, what kind of music do they enjoy listening to, what getting to know my parents as well as the students, so important. 
then I was able to continue driving instruction forward and not staying stuck and just trying to do things my way, but doing it the way my students best learned. So get to know the community you teach. And if you're at a new school, or maybe you're not at a new school, maybe you've been at a certain school for a while, but you just have never taken the time to do this. It's so important, in my opinion, that you get to know the community where your students come from. The next section is words matter in the music room. A big part of making music education inclusive for all students is to make sure the words you speak how you speak them, and the language you choose to use make your students feel valued, seen, and loved. So how do you do this? Well, there's a lot of ways to go about it. But the first thing is to consider your tone of voice. Are you yelling or talking with calm words? Now, let's be honest. We're not perfect. We're going back to that phrase of not being perfect. There's going to be days where every single button on your body that can be pushed, your students have pushed them. It's <laughs> just like every, like you're like, okay, there was one nerve left and somehow you found it. But the thing is, just like, you know, give your, you give the kids sometimes a calm space to go and cool down. Maybe you need to just have the kids doing an activity, singing a song, whatever it might be. And you take a minute to just go stand in the corner. It may look silly or maybe it's not that dramatic. Maybe you just turn around for a minute or maybe you just stand there in silence and you take a deep breath and then you're able to move forward with handling a certain situation. But our, that is so important to me because I know how easy it is to yell or to be like, uh, listen, y'all are driving every nerve forward and I'm just going to, you know, lose it. And if you've had that happen, please understand that that is okay. You are not perfect. You are a human. And the, all you can do is forgive and forget. Forgive yourself and keep moving forward. Give yourself grace every single day. Grace is so important. Do not dwell on what didn't go right. Don't dwell on the way you should have taught. Don't dwell on the way you should have handled the situation better, but move forward and learn from it. And how can you do it better next time? That's all you can do. Are you getting angry when a hard to reach student is being disrespectful or working on strategies and how to reach this student? Like I said, there's going to be certain students that it feels like no matter what you do, how hard you try, what you say, how calm you try to be, it just is not getting anywhere. But keep moving forward. Don't give up because you never know if you've tried like, let's say, four strategies and it hasn't worked. The fifth strategy might work with this particular child. All of a sudden, something just clicks into place because you didn't give up and you kept going. Are you making sure all students feel included regardless of their race, their identity, their religious beliefs, or their diagnosis they may have gotten? A big part of teaching music is, of course, the teaching music part, but so is building relationships with your students. To do this effectively, a good first step is to focus on the words you speak. Words stick with you. I don't know how many of you remember a teacher maybe you had in elementary school and they maybe said some encouraging words that stuck with you for life. Or you have that teacher you remember who said something and maybe it wasn't what they said. It was their tone of voice or the way they made you feel. And that also stuck with you. I am in my head right now. I'm thinking of two different teachers. And so be the teacher that even if you mess up, even if you have days where you maybe don't say something the way you want it to, always go back and apologize. Make sure that's important that kids see that, hey, I'm human and I mess up, but I'm going to show you and model for you that an apology goes a long way as well. Okay. Kids will also remember that too. The last thing I want to mention, and I have actually addressed this all episode, is no teacher is perfect. 
So maybe you're listening today and you're, you're like, okay, I've tried to make my classroom inclusive for all students. I'm making it a goal of mine. I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job, but I feel like I just keep messing up. I feel like I'm not hitting the mark. I feel like I've, I'm just struggling or I hear people talk about it and I'm doing the best I can, but I feel like my best is still not good enough. Please let that go. You will not do things perfectly. You're not going to, you're just not, you're a human and give yourself grace. Keep moving forward. Like I said earlier, you will make mistakes when it comes to making music education inclusive for your students. The main goal is for you to try. If you leave school or you leave your classroom that day, or you leave virtual teaching on a certain day and you know, you tried your best and you're not giving up, then you're doing amazing. It's in my opinion, the teachers who don't try at all, or the teachers who just don't want to, you know, they're kind of set in their ways and don't want to change things up or implement new ideas, or they're just have been taught to do things a certain way. So they're doing things exactly the way they were taught. That's where the issue lies, in my opinion. But you listening are not that way. And you are amazing. And you are going to continue moving forward and trying new strategies. And a lot of being a music teacher is trial and error. It's "Mm, that didn't work. So well, let me try this. Oh, that didn't reach my students. Let me try this. Mm, that song is not as effective or appropriate as I thought it would be anymore. So let's take it out. It's about trying and moving forward. You know your students better than anyone. You do. You know your students. So you can get all of this advice from me, from other mentors that you maybe follow or listen to their podcast, but you know your students better than anyone. So what do you do with that? You listen to advice. You read a blog post. You see something on social media that you want to implement. But if you know that that particular thing won't work exactly with your students the way you want it to, then change it up to fit what your students need. It's okay to do that. It's okay to take advice and then say, "Mm, that won't work or, ooh, that might work, but I'm going to do it my way. Because you are a unique teacher with a unique personality and you know your students better than anyone. So continue reading, learning, listening, and asking questions and have a growth mindset like you encourage your students to have as well. Never stop learning, never give up and keep going and making sure your classroom and music education is inclusive for all of your students. So I would love to continue this conversation with you. You can always reach out to me on Instagram at Jessica Peresta. Shoot me an email, Jessica at the domestic musician.com. Let's continue this conversation. And if you listen to this episode and you love what you heard, or you want to, you know, to share it with your friends, tag me on Instagram and show me that you shared this episode or tag me on Instagram and share a way that you're making sure music education is inclusive for your students. I can't wait to be back on here next week. Have an amazing rest of your week and weekend friends, and I'll see you soon. Well, hey there. Thank you so much for listening into the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. There is an exclusive Facebook group just for listeners of this podcast and any elementary music teacher called the Elementary Music Teacher Community Facebook group. Come on over and join us there where we have conversations around the podcast episodes and encourage each other each and every week. And also head to my website, thedomesticmusician.com. I have some free resources there that you can download to help you gain traction in your classroom today as well as the blog and the membership site and all kinds of other goodies to help you keep going in your music teaching journey. I cannot wait to keep connecting with you and encouraging you and spurring you on in your journey of teaching elementary music. Hang in there, have an amazing week, and I will see you soon.